0: I got it right this time.
1: <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Super Serious Dog Podcast hosted by myself, Misha Belitsky, and my co-host, Courtney Cuellar.
0: That's me. Uh,
1: it is you. So, Courtney, I have something, a burning question on my mind for you. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> what do is you, it? Do you say bless you when your dog sneezes?
0: Uh, most of the time, Yeah. <laughs>
1: I say it all the time, and uh, it's uh, it's funny. I always wonder if other people do that, too. I know a lot of people do, where they say, like, salute or something.
0: But. Yeah, that's what Jay says, um, my husband. But uh, sometimes Pepper gets, like, these sneezing fits, and she'll be, like, really dramatic about it. and looks like she's going to hit her head on the ground. So I usually end up saying, oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness, <laughs> uh, instead of bless you because uh, it's just such a dramatic, like, event right. that takes place with her body that I'm just right. like, Oh my, you know,
1: that's super funny. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, have you ever done anything like super embarrassing? Cause that's like goofy and dumb, you know, but have you ever done anything super embarrassing?
0: Like with my dogs? Yes. Uh, um, in public or otherwise? I, I am sure that there are many stories of me do- being embarrassed by my dogs. Um, I think people sometimes they people think that I have like perfect dogs. They people have told me that, and that is not true. Um, my dogs are are real turds sometimes. Um,
1: <gasps> never, yeah. never pepper, never pepper.
0: <laughs> you know, usually not pepper. Honestly, usually not. Uh, she's she's a turd in some ways, but never like publicly. Like in public, she makes me look good because she's just mm. like there, hanging out, looking awesome. As long as you don't try to touch her, it's fine. Um, Nelson, on the other hand, my little Jack Russell Beagle mix thingy that he is, the adorable, adorable dog, Nelson, uh, he has embarrassed me on multiple occasions, uh, two come to mind. One was at the IACP, which was the International, uh, Association of Canine Professionals conference in front of dog trainers. Um, but the other one was... (laughs) At a park, I was hiking, and I had like seven seven or eight dogs with me, uh-huh. a couple of my own a couple clients you know and we we had just had a a wonderful hike where most of the dogs had been off leash and just really good, and we were heading back and um you know all the dogs were tired, everything was really calm and we come around this corner and i I hear a, a dog like flipping out like reacting like crazy. So I immediately call all the dogs to me, uh-huh. right? Cause that's, that's hiking etiquette, yeah. right? We've talked about this. Um, so I did that and everybody came except Nelson. Meanwhile, I hear this, Boy. Do- this dog that's <laughs> reactive getting more and more worked up. So I have everybody with me, right? Seven, seven dogs with me, none of them on leashes. And we walk around the curve cause I need to figure out where Nelson's at. Cause he didn't come. Can we
1: pause for a second? I bet... The concept of you having seven dogs off leash to other people, that sounds insane. Like, it's already insane when you tell people like, oh, I have five dogs. Right, right. But them plus another, like, it's always really uh, mind-blowing. I bet people's, like, jaws are dropping right now. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry to interrupt. Oh, uh,
0: well, this this should pick them up. Uh, so we come around the corner and <laughs> there's a a dog that's reacting. It's in a harness. And this dog is being held with its front legs off the ground by its harness, by its owner. Like, um, I- like they're holding it off the ground. Um, and this dog is foaming at the mouth and just like ready to rip my dog apart. And my dog is running in circles around the person and I the dog it. barking okay. at them. I remember
1: the story now. I remember you telling me the story now.
0: Yeah. And I'm like, I am trying not to panic, for one, because panicking is not going to help. And I'm weighing my options. And this is all happening like super quickly in my head. Um, And Nelson obviously is not listening to me. And there's so much noise from the dog barking that, that nobody can hear what's going on. And I know that if I go over there, I'm bringing seven dogs with me. Mm -hmm. And that is not going to help the situation, right? Um, And it's
1: like, what do you prioritize in that? Like, do you tell your dogs to sit and then go over there? Do you like, you
0: know, tie them up? Or do you like? And that would take so long, start, and that's right. that's such an intricate thing. And getting them to hold a sit while I walk towards an aggressive dog, like ah, eh, that's you know that's a big challenge for a lot of dogs. Um, yeah, Reddy, so, Reddy
1: wouldn't like that. One yeah, Reddy
0: bit. <laughs> doesn't like it when dogs try to bite me. Um, at all, he has he has gotten in between dogs that are coming at me. Um, so I what I did was I uh, I got his friend's attention. There was a friend with him that was basically just standing there, like. Yeah. I don't know what to do like it was just chaos right yeah. uh so finally his friend looks over at me because I'm like hey hey guy because I'm now trying to get the guy's attention because obviously my dog is not going to listen to me and I, I get his attention and I'm like kick my dog <laughs> and it's he like can't, he can't hear me because there's still so much barking and so I'm like gesturing to like kick kick him kick my dog because that's the best thing I could think of right. in the moment was like if that guy uses his foot or like gets in between because Nelson was probably like two feet from the dog but he was right. still just like running in circles yeah. amping it up
1: and and it's like how do you explain the intricacies of body blocking in that moment like you just right I'm like stupid like
0: that. you have to understand kick my dog right and that he's looking at me like i am an evil person and also probably like does she have seven other dogs with her um and so eventually nelson gets bored and looks at me because he sees that i've come around the corner and he's like hey mom check out i found this dog it's a real asshole (laughs) and i was like get over here uh and he came right to me he came right to me um once and, his
1: like brain settled and he was bored mm-hmm, of the, mm-hmm. the situation, yeah. As soon
0: as he checked in with me and and heard what I was saying, yeah, he came right to me because he's amazing at coming to me. Um, all the rest of the time in his life, ever. except for that one, the first <laughs> except part, except <laughs> for that one time. Um, yeah, uh, and so like I put him on a leash and I apologized to the people from a distance and they were obviously pissed and terrified and were like still trying to drag their dog away and. I just kind of sat there and, and waited till till they went on their way and was mortified because I was like, Oh my gosh that that That's was really my funny. dog that was my dog's fault that was that was my on dog me.
1: wouldn't listen to me.
0: My dog would not listen to me <laughs> that poor that poor person. I know. I, feel, I wanted I to sad. find them after and be like, Hey, I have a business card, but at the same time, like uh... <laughs>
1: Dude, there have been times where like I royally mess up something like, and I feel super embarrassed and flustered and I'm like, uh, I swear I'm, you know, professional. I swear I know stuff too. And more often than not, those times where I mess up and I recover or like fix it, like, let's say I, um, you know, mistimed a training thing. And I taught the dog, like, totally the wrong thing, like the opposite of what I was trying to work on. Sometimes Mm. when people are watching you, like, it's a lot of pressure, (laughs) you know what I mean? But I find that more often than not, they, when they see you mess up, whether you recover or not, they, they see you as a human and they realize you're not this like magical wizard and they go, oh, I, I can learn from this person. And, and more often than not, it's worked out in my favor. There have been a few times where, um, It, uh, I don't know how it worked out because, you know, it happens in passing and you have no idea what that person you interacted with, that total stranger at the store, what they're thinking. And of course, in your head, you're like, my head, I'm like, oh, they think I'm an idiot and it's bad for business and blah, blah, blah. Um, but definitely B-Town used to be a big source of like anxiety and and embarrassment for me because like as a trainer, how can you have a reactive dog? Like you shouldn't, right? That's what I tell myself in my head. And even though like I see other trainers who may own reactive or aggressive dogs and they're working through it, I don't judge them. So why would I expect that on the other end? So more often, but you know, he's he's a little chihuahua and he's gonna bark and he's gonna do the things he's gonna do. And it took me a long time to realize like my anxiety about that was adding more pressure than was necessary and was actually causing a lot of his outbursts because it was asking him <gasps> to do
0: so much. Imagine that. I know. Your own uh, mental health affected your dog training ability? Mm-hmm. Yep. No way. And and it wasn't even
1: that because like I did the things, right? I could get him to do the things. I could, he could be off leash even though he's technically aggressive like I would still have him on, in muzzles and stuff like that during lessons because my job is to focus on the client and that sort of thing but I could have him off leash if I was focusing only on him and that sort of thing but still you know you you have him in a group class full of 30 people and you're trying to demonstrate something and you know he's doing all the beautiful obedient stuff and then all of a sudden he you know dog stares at him for two seconds too long and he's like bah! screw you. I'm going to kill you. It's like, Oh God, I'm a bad trainer. Oh, oh God. <laughs> you just want to turtle up.
0: <laughs> yeah. What was,
1: what was your other, um, Nelson embarrassment story? What did he embarrass you at conference? Was that this last year? Mm-hmm. What did he it, do?
0: It was, uh, it was because of Boston that he did it. <laughs> what
1: did he do? I don't remember.
0: Um, so we were, we were at our hotel room and I was sitting outside Uh, on the patio area that was like ground level, you know, and didn't have a fence and Nelson had been like sunbathing. Right. So like passed out of sleep. And, and just so you people know, like Nelson 98% of the time is a super chill, passive dog that like gets along with everybody, like not threatened, not insecure, not anything like just, just put that out there. He is a super chill guy. Um, He's also an extremely pro-social dog. And what that means is a pro-social dog does what the pack is doing. He very much works as a part of the pack. He is a pack member. He's like, Hey, I'm here for this. We're doing it. Whatever the leader or whatever says, like he is, he's there for it. He's part of the team, you know? Yeah. Team player. Team player. Um, so what happened was Nelson was asleep sunbathing and Boston, little B-Town, our little reactive Chihuahua <laughs> friend, um, who is an amazing dog and I love him, but he was hanging out. I don't, I don't remember if he was outside or if he was like in the hotel room, but someone walked by with their dog and Boston... Barked and not even like a full on, like we're going to kill this guy. He just, he just said, Hey, there's a dog there all of a sudden, which fair enough. There was a dog there all of a sudden. Yep. And Nelson woke up from his sunbathing nap and ran full speed at this dog and just like punched into the side of it. And I, I didn't know what to say or do or anything and I I don't even remember what I said. I was so embarrassed. I, I am sure something dumb came out of my mouth. Like I swear he's friendly or he never does that. (laughs) Um, and I just, I like my foot went right in my mouth. I swear. And, and it was another dog trainer at the conference that I had talked to. Yeah. So so like, you know, I, I felt like a, I big had, old idiot.
1: <laughs> I had so much anxiety at that conference when I had Ted with me because I was like, because I had brought, I, I brought him to other conferences before, like a previous company we worked for was a big company and... Um, there's trainers all over the place, uh, all over the states and stuff, and um, so I had taken him to that a bunch of times, and he was honestly like a local celebrity. Like there are people that I had never met before, and they're like, "Yo, that's B Town," and I'd be like, "How do you know my dog's name?" Because <laughs> like, he's a crazy.
0: badass little dog. He's got in, this a, lot amazing- in yes. a lot of ways. In a lot of ways.
1: Yes. He's awesome. And he's like, he, he, despite his, in in spite of his insecurities, he's, he can be pretty confident at times. He's got this like super cool prance and he's always like, one, two, one, two, one, two. (laughs) It's adorable. Um, So like I had taken him to that kind of stuff. So I thought, okay, this conference would be the same, but this conference is a little different. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's a different organization. It's not internal, it's people from all over. And I don't know, I just had extra anxiety that year for a number of reasons. And, um, yeah, I just remember like thinking like every time I passed somebody, I was like, please don't react. Please don't react. Please don't react. Deep breaths, Misha. Deep breaths. You don't need to overthink this. It's fine. You've done this a million times at Home Depot. How is this any different? And it it was so funny, like getting... Giving myself that same pep talk that I've given a billion clients before. Okay, a billion's probably a stretch, but whatever. <laughs> because basically, like basically, basically a billion, almost, almost. I repeat myself a lot, anyway. So that's like you know three times each client. Once math,
0: a week math, for and math and, days, yeah. math and stuff, yeah, <laughs>
1: math and stuff. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I was like super concerned of like my my image because for the first time it, I was around a bunch of different people from a bunch of different places that I didn't know or anything like that and 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 I felt like a like a normie again I felt like a normal person that was like oh god because everybody that brings their dogs this like the IACP like a lot of them are service dogs a lot of them are public public access certified and even if they're not they're well socialized, well rounded. Like they probably had him since they were a puppy, and even if they didn't, they've they've come super far. And like, don't get me wrong, I've done a ton of work with B Town. We've come super super far, but I also know his limitations. I also know those types of situations make him so uncomfortable that it it hits a nerve and it makes him hypersensitive. But I wanted him to be there for the competition, and and I I wanted to sort of test his abilities, but, but within reason, like I didn't take him to every class, you know, like I gave him plenty of nap times and like time away and that sort of thing. He had his buddies, Nelson, you know? And so like it's uh, sometimes even trainers feel like normal people too. And even trainers say the same dumb shit that we say (laughs) dumb stuff.
0: We get embarrassed. We mess up our dogs mess up (laughs) all the time. Mm -hmm. Not all the time, but I mean, it happens. D- yeah. It's a living creature. It's going to do the wrong thing. And you're yeah. going to get embarrassed because you're a human yeah. and you're going to say something silly like, I swear he's friendly. <laughs> or he never does this.
1: So so for anybody who doesn't know why that's silly, um, saying, I swear he's friendly or he's so friendly is because like, that's a big pain point for people with aggressive dogs, for instance, because... Mm that's great that your dog is friendly. That's wonderful, but this dog isn't, or this dog is really stressed out and it's not okay that your dog's running up, right? And, and basically trying to give the dog ver- equivalent of a hug to him. And so that's why it's silly because like a lot, of, a lot of trainers have to spend time explaining to their clients who have aggressive dogs how to work with that, how to deal with that. And a lot of people get really frustrated hearing, it's okay, he's friendly. Um, you look at any aggressive or reactive dog forum and it's all just like, tons and tons of posts venting like this person, this neighbor, this random stranger, this blah, 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 or it's okay. I'm good with dogs type of thing, even though they have a people aggressive dog. It's just stuff like that. So by the way, for those of you listening, um, if you've seen our intro video for the podcast, um, B-Town is the one hopping over all the obstacles. Um, yeah. in, in the video on the on the right side of it. And uh, it's really funny because like I did a few test runs of that. Like I know he's capable of recalling over obstacles, something we've practiced a bunch of times. But if you go to my uh, business Instagram, there's... Train uh, with Cerberus. Train with Cerberus. Like Cerberus the hellhound, if you need to know how to spell it. Um, but it uh, like the first video was actually the second take, but it was technically like the fourth repetition. And so, like right when I start filming, he just completely goes around the whole side of it, and he just—he was just like, "Why, why go through all that? Let's just cut out the middleman. Let's see if that'll work." Because our dogs are always testing boundaries at all times, no matter what. Some are worse at it than others, but I remember just like or dying.
0: better at it, depending on how what what side sure. of the fence you want to sit on. Like sure. maybe they're better at testing us all the time. <laughs>
1: But they're always eventually going to test it at some point, even if it's like little testing, even if it's not like manipulative. Like they're cognizant of it, but they're just like, "Huh, that's interesting." Yeah, this we week don't. She
0: didn't make me sit before eating. We that's, don't all have border collies or huskies right? <laughs> that are keeping notes, keeping track of your ment- your daily uh, habits, and when you children. do them differently, and that may mean something. And yeah, too smart, too smart. Yeah.
1: Aussies are like that too. Australian mm-hmm. shepherds and stuff, mm-hmm. and B Town, just because whatever, whatever the heck he is. Maybe I, Jack I Russell.
0: Guess, to be honest, lots of dogs are like that. Uh, dogs are always paying attention to what we're doing, even people, when it doesn't feel like it. People, even always, that, that cute little dude right there behind you, for the people little, that are watching this on video, they can't see. He's, oh, he's passed so out. Yeah, his
1: his boo boo on his side is almost healed. He got bit by like a spider or something, and it got all like and gross and stuff. And so he's wearing T-shirts, so he can't lick at it because, like, the second it comes off, he's like, "Oh, what's this on my side?" Idiot. <laughs> That's really cute. Uh, um, so there's this one time. Speaking of embarrassing stories, so you know how Shibas like to scream, whether they're having fun or not, or they're yeah. pissed, especially if they're pissed, which all happens the time a lot
0: <laughs> they scream all the time. Yeah. So I've trained
1: a few Shibas in my day. Shiba news. And um, there's this one, I can't remember its name now. It was so long ago, but I was at Home Depot and this particular Sheba loved to just like scream and make like really high pitched shrill noises. Like even when it was excited, whether it was having fun or it was pissed or whatever, it was just like, you tell it to come and it'd go ah! and like run at you. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing. It was like a screaming goat or something like that. <laughs> um, and I remember like, wanting to like having just a sense of dread every single time it was time to take him on a field trip. Cause like, you got to go generalize. You got to go start practicing around more distract distractions. And I remember I took him to home Depot and I was like, okay, here we go. Just, just be ready for it. And mind you at the time, this dog had um, a prong collar and a knee collar on at the same time. We were, we were working through a lot of different things. It was a happy-go-lucky dog. Honestly, as far as like Shiba's go, it was, it was really, really cool. Not pissy, not temperamental at all. Just <laughs> made a lot of vocalizations. <laughs> and so I'm already super nervous because like, you know, people like to stop and give their opinion whether it's warranted or valid or not. And, um, you know, sometimes people don't understand tools and that's okay. It's, it's not my job to explain it to every single person, but the reception I got was completely different than I expected. Like basically, I, I don't remember exactly what I was doing. It was either recall or doing like sits and like down, like puppy pushups, sit down, sit down, sit down. And like some combination of like flopping into heel and just different, different stuff. And I was trying to be like off to the side in a corner, not down like the main aisle, not by the cash registers, but like that middle aisle. So it's a little bit busy, but like I can run away really easily to the back of the store if I need to. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden he starts making all this noise. And like, at first I'm just trying to ignore it and not worry and just like keep my head down, stay focused. Like Misha, shut up. Your anxiety is not founded who cares what everybody thinks just go and I look up and I'm like holy shit there's like like I, I want to say like 30 people but it was not that many it was probably like five people but around it, felt, it
0: felt like 30
1: it, it felt like 30 exactly <laughs> and I look up and I'm like oh hello and I try to just go back and like people are talking to me and I'm just like ignoring some of their questions because like I'm there to work and you know I got stuff to do and probably there's a little bit of like, you know, a wall being put up, of course, and that sort of thing. And um, yeah, some of the questions I got was like, how do you get your dog to like make those noises? (laughs) Like they were more more curious about it than they were, you know, like self-righteous or. Yeah. They
0: were more like impressed. Yes.
1: They were impressed by it. And I was like, Holy shit. Like all my anxiety just went out the window after that moment. Um, and I just, you know, started talking to them like I normally do and working through stuff. And I felt so much better after that training that dog specifically in public, because clearly it didn't look like I was torturing the dog. Right. Clearly the dog was having fun. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was great. I think his name was like, I can't remember. I don't yeah, know. So yeah, So many so- names, so many
0: names. It gets really hard after a while at first when I first started working with dogs I could remember all of their names all of them and their breeds and what they liked to do and what they didn't like and what they were good at and not good at and sometimes now it's a struggle it is a big struggle
1: yeah I feel I feel really bad when I like see a dog out in public like a couple few months later let's say and I'm like mm, what's that dog's name shoot 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 It's like, it hasn't been that long. How has my brain already like dumped that information out? But I'm just so used to just cycling and like, and obviously it's worse when like somebody remembers your name and your dog's name and your fiance's name who they've never met. And you're like,
0: (sighs) I mean, yeah, because to, to most people, Like you're the dog trainer. You're the one dog trainer they learn about. And, you know, when, when you're the dog trainer, they're not your only client. You learn about lots of clients and you work with lots of clients. And while, you know, in the moment when you're interacting with them, it's, it's an individual interaction. And I mean, sometimes some really cool friendships are born, Um, but other times it, I mean, it is also our job. So, right.
1: Right. uh, Exactly.
0: Do you remember every paperwork you filled out at your job? Probably not. Do
1: you remember every cashier you've interacted with? Probably not. <laughs> right. It's it's weird that because there's still that pressure on it, right? Especially like somebody me, like me, I like to provide a lot of good customer service. Comes from you know my business background and stuff. Obviously, everybody does, but good customer service means something different to everybody. And so, like, that's a big part of mine is like you know I, I take notes in my lessons and I I you know, have a database of all my clients so I can refer back and remember exactly what we worked on. And, you know, if they mention to me, like their grandmother is a big part of their life, but not necessarily there because they live in another state, but they come to visit often, like I'll take note of that or take note of their kids' names and stuff like that. And so it's, uh, it's definitely super embarrassing <laughs> whenever you can't remember, especially when you've worked with somebody for so yeah. long. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh so, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I have another embarrassing story that has nothing to do with dogs. Oh, okay. I'm remembering names. So <clears throat> it was, I don't remember which holiday. I think it was like either Christmas or Thanksgiving or something like that. And me and Lee were driving back from Houston and this is pre COVID obviously. Oh yeah. Cause I said it's Thanksgiving. Duh. Inferred. Um, so, <laughs> so I'm driving, we're driving back from Houston. I'm a little hungover. Um, we stop at this one place called Haruska's, which is on 71 between Austin and Houston. And it's this gas station that's like a, it's not like quite the size of Bucky's or anything, but they've got a lot of stuff, a lot of local brands and they have a bakery in there and they make really, really good kolaches and stuff like that. So more often than not, we make a point to stop there and like pick up some, some baked goods and stuff like that. Um, go to the restroom, et cetera. and, and, Uh, right behind me or right in front of me in line is this woman and this little girl and I recognize them but I'm like tired and a little hungover and I'm just like eh I don't care and she turns around she's like oh hey Misha and I'm like oh hey how's it going how's everybody what'd you guys do and oh blah blah that's cool and like I'm trying to like get hints you know, from the conversation, but also I don't really care that much. I'm not that dedicated. So like Lee sort of takes over the talking and then I'm like, okay, cool. See you later. Say hi to Paul for me. And it still doesn't register like who these people are. And we walk away and I'm like, babe, I think I train their dogs. I I think if I remember correctly, like, and I, and I had this whole narrative in my head of like, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the, the lady was like this dog. And I, and I taught them this. And I could remember all these details that didn't exist. Clearly. Oh, wow. You person. made it up. <laughs> and at least looking at me like, um, that's your cousin's wife. Like not blood cousin, but like right. family friend cousin, basically. And right. I was like, Oh, holy shit. I knew those kids looked really familiar. <laughs> oh that's great uh, so that was super embarrassing and hilarious because like the whole time in my head i'm like shit 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 and then yeah. yeah i just associated some completely unrelated story to this person and yeah it was great
0: that's awesome that's awesome <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, was, it was hilarious
0: do you have any other embarrassing stories uh i am sure that i do
1: in client dog stuff
0: Mm. Well, now uh, the story I just thought of isn't uh, embarrassing for me, but it was really embarrassing for the client. (laughs) What was it? (laughs) Uh, So I did this uh, consultation. um, I I did it at a park. And I had Reddy with me. And he was on place hanging out while I talked to these people. And these people had a... I think it was like 11-year-old lab. Mm -hmm. And they had her on this super oversized harness and they told me she was dog reactive and that she had been her whole life but they recently moved to austin into an apartment that was very dog friendly and there were dogs everywhere and they were wondering if an 11 year old dog could be helped and i was like maybe yeah maybe i mean maybe let's talk let's, let's talk let's talk about it so yeah. like, we talked about it and i was you know i talked about ready and so then we got to the point of the uh, demonstration where I showed them what my dog could do. So I was like, all right, you guys just hold on to your dog. I'm going to go over here and get my dog. So I had Reddy like pretty far away, you know, because it was a reactive dog. Respect. So like, Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he was off leash because I was at a park and he was always off leash and he was great. Off leash. Um, and so I'm walking away, <clears throat> walking over to Reddy. And I hear them go, oh, shit.
1: It's always a good sign.
0: That is always a good sign. And I turn around to see this 11-year-old lab hauling ass at Reddy. Like, ready to take him out. So, I tell Reddy, break. Um, because I wasn't going to so ask let him, him to go. stay in place. Uh, and I told him, break. And he's, you know, he was a, like two-year-old border collie at that point. So he was fast, right? And it was a big open field that we were next to. So like he just ran and he ran in a circle um, while I ran to my van. Um, and I think Reddy knew what I was doing, but like I, I ran over to the van and uh, opened the back and Reddy like made a couple circles and made his way closer to the van and, and jumped in and I slammed the door and grabbed their dog and was like, okay, so... We need to do training of some sort, at least, right? And they were super embarrassed, and you know, Reddy was freaked out, and that was a whole frustrating thing I had to deal with later. But they were really embarrassed. Um, But funny thing about these clients is we actually traded embarrassing stories. Really?
1: (laughs) Yes. don't worry. Trying to like, you know, help them understand it. No. It's well, what happened,
0: what? what happened was, uh, so they signed up for training, they signed up for a board and train and their dog came and stayed with me and made great progress, made friends with ready. That's awesome. Great. Um, for an 11 year old lab that had been reactive his whole life. Like it made That's amazing, amazing progress. Yeah. Um, so it was time for the go home lesson, right? So what I typically do and, and, a lot of lessons in those days was I had my van full of dogs, uh, and I'd leave it running, uh, with dogs in it all the time. Like that was just heat sensors and heat sensors, sensors obviously signs the reflective thing up. Like, yeah. Um, so I went to go do their lesson, uh, and I, I left their dog in the car at first because there was a lot of things they were going to have to change in their day-to-day life with their dog that I wanted to talk to them about before I brought in the distraction of their dog. Right. Uh, So I go in and we're talking and we talk about everything and they're like, all right, awesome. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go get your dog. I'll be right back. And I go back to my van and the doors are locked and I don't have the unlock key. Oh no. (laughs) So my van is running and at it with dogs in it at a comfortable temperature with, you know, like almost a full tank of gas. Um, with these people's dog in it. Oh my God. And I can't get it out. (laughs) What'd you end up doing? Well, I was uh, booked with back-to-back appointments that day. So I, I, luckily I had my phone with me. I didn't leave that in the van. Um, I called the office that did the scheduling and I let them know what was going on and that there was not a lot I could do until uh, I was able to get my van unlocked. Like literally there was... Not a lot I could do, um, and these people really wanted their dog back. Uh, so, so I had to cancel the rest of my appointments that day. I think somebody covered them or something, or yeah, I don't really know. I was really stressed out. Um, and then the Papalot guy came and he opened it, and Reddy was pissed at him. <laughs> Cause Reddy was loose in my van yeah, um, everybody staring else is in at kennel, me so. like, Hey mom, why are you not opening the door? Right. I tried to get him to step on the button, but it wasn't that kind of button and that wasn't going to help.
1: Um, I remember Carrie did the same thing. She tried to get Ludo um, to step on it. Fortunately she was at the office. So it wasn't like too, too big of a deal, but like, I remember she was like, "Lido, Lido, come here, come here!" And of course, that was a one time he wouldn't like step it perfectly. He right, kept, he kept relocking it. I think.
0: <laughs> yeah, Reddy did that a couple of times, um, but yeah, those those clients and I, we, we traded embarrassing stories because like they were super embarrassed when they first met me, and then I was super embarrassed with that whole situation because <laughs> we just had to hang out, like. You might as well. I, I, we just had to hang out because I had to wait for the guy to get there, and yeah. That's awesome. They wanted their dog. <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, yeah. Well, so. I think
1: that's a that's a good point to uh,
0: to wrap up on. So, um, anything else? No. Uh, oh, check out our Patreon. We got stuff on there. We got tons of stuff. It's like five bucks, and you get all the other stuff. You know. Mm-hmm. Oh, or you or you could spend twelve and get like real spendy. You can do that if you want. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. That's that's
1: all I got. Yep. So go to patreon.com slash super serious dog podcast. Also, don't forget you guys can email us questions um, or if you just want to be like thumbs up, you know, that kind of thing. We like emails. Emails are cool. Um, Yeah. Thanks for
0: tuning in. Bye.